You are listening to The AQ, a podcast that equips rising adults with tips, tricks, tools, and fundamentals needed to help own their story in the real world successfully. Build your AQ now to adult easy later. Here's your host, Peyton Thompson. Welcome to the AQ. Today, we are sharing some collective wisdom submitted to Evolve from just all over on what people wish they could have told their younger selves. And it's kind of like, I guess, passing notes in time in hopes that maybe somebody who hears this today can reap something that will help set them up for maybe making better decisions in their future. Today, I'm joined here by one of my very good, very good best friends. (laughs) Madeline LeBlanc. She is the director of communications at a high school in Louisiana. And we are going to be talking about the subject of school. So with that, Madeline, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pay. I'm really, really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Like Payne said, my name is Madeline LeBlanc. I'm a Louisiana native from New Iberia, Cajun country. Um, I have three brothers, a wonderful family. Yeah, I work at a high school now. I'm the director of communications, and I've been in the communications profession for about four years, but being at a high school, especially a Catholic high school, has been life-changing. I mean, it's like all of my alleys of my life have like come into one with my profession in communication, my faith, and my passion for like educating young people and helping them to become moral people in the world, so just it's kind of like full circle for me personally. So with that said, I'm just really excited about all the topics that we have to chat about today. Yeah, awesome. Well, and thank you so much for providing some background on yourself. That gives a little bit, you know, better understanding of who you are and why I chose you for this subject. So I guess without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in. We have these little like notes that (laughs) they're like fortune cookies from the past. Madeline, you can read uh, one of yours first. Okay. I'm just going to pick a random one. I have Taylor. She's 25 from Louisiana. And this one says, don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to fail. That's how you learn. This one is interesting for me because I, over the years, have like noticed in myself that it's very hard for me to like tackle something that is unknown to me just because I just, I find it overwhelming and and that unknown is very like scary a little bit. So don't be afraid to try something new is just something that I constantly have to work at. But I heard this on a different podcast the other day and the host said, if someone told you that every 18 times you failed, that you would have a major success, how much more willing would you be to fail? if you knew that that success was like coming right around the corner. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a cool perspective because you never know how many times you're going to have to fail to get a success. But if you just come up with a magic number, you know, of course it won't always be that number, but I just thought that was a cool way to, to think about it. I love that example. And I think that you are only going to grow if you get out of your comfort zone. And your developing years, like your high school years and your college years, those are the time to do it, if anything. Like, go try as many things as possible. Get uncomfortable. Step just into new things that are even remotely interesting to you because you never know where they're going to lead. And you know what? I think that the just the topic of failing, everybody just... I don't, nobody likes to do it. It's not fun, but you're going to learn something from it at the end of the day. 
either you took the right step or maybe if it it was the wrong step, then you know something better for the next time around. So that that's something that almost everybody should get more comfortable with. Even though it's like a little nerve wracking in your younger years to do that, those are the best times to try new things that are a part of your aspirations. If you can get comfortable with that younger, it's going to set you up so much better for the future. So another thing that just popped in my head on this is a quote from my younger brother's football coach. He's a college athlete in Louisiana and They posted a video of his coach recently. It was during their fall camp, which is like intense. They like locked them away for two weeks. So coach Mike was like, you know, this is when we're gearing up for this season. This is going to set the tempo for our whole season, but it's not always fun. Like fall camp is hard. It's a grind, whatever. But his message was fall in love with the process. Like if you fall in love with the process, then your outcome and your successes are going to be so much sweeter. And you're probably going to learn so much more. I need to write that down in like big letters everywhere. Fall in love with the process because it's not always comfortable, but you're learning something most likely. So I just, I really like that one too. Yeah. It brought up two things to mind. Falling in love with the process. There is a concept of failing forward and it kind of goes along with everything we're saying, right? Is like, you're not taking a step back by failing, by putting yourself out there, by going for something you're actually stepping forward no matter what. Like you're not stepping back. You're stepping into something that's going to teach you what to do for the next time. And you just keep going after it. And then also it reminded me of Michael Jordan too. Like how many times did he fail in his life to get to be, you know, the greatest athlete in basketball? So it's just like, he always talks about how if he didn't fail all those times, that drive wouldn't have kept him going to get to where to where he was. So sometimes you just don't look at that once you see the finished product of something or you see all these people, especially nowadays, posting their highlight reels. But behind those is like fail after fail after fail that they're trying to get to that point and, you know, talking about that success. Another little saying about this topic is just like courage is, you know, being afraid of something and doing it anyway. You know, and I find myself having to talk myself into doing that all the time. That's the perfect thing to end on for this topic. I'll open up one of my little fortunes. This is also Taylor, uh, 25 from Louisiana. Just because you aren't successful with letter grades or standardized tests does not mean you won't be successful in life. I have so many thoughts on this, but Madeline, I'll open it up for you first if you want to (laughs) go. Yep. I mean, it's just true. It's just true. I guess the first thing my mind jumped to was um, someone really close to me. He has struggled in school, you know, the whole way through. He figured out how he needed to organize himself so that things worked for him. And I personally have seen him grow and learn these like processes and like things that and tricks that help him study. And I guess there's, there is room to evolve if you are having trouble with like the classroom and everything. But aside from that, that's just one way to like grade someone on how they're doing. And it, and just because you're not good at taking a test or you're disorganized in the classroom does not mean that you're not an amazing person and that, you know, I mean, I've studied, I've, I've struggled with taking tests and that doesn't, that doesn't lower my value as a person or as an employee, you know, it's just something that I have to work a little harder at than others. I think probably people will resonate with what you just shared about that person who's close to you, but then also like 
I mean, I'm happy to give my own testimony too. I have never been good at ACTs, SATs, even taking tests. Literally, if any of my teachers are listening to this, they could tell you I was the last one in the testing room for every exam. I was literally the last one. But I can tell you from my professional career, it has not affected any of my performance in terms of who I am and what I'm capable of and my work ethic and drive to make a difference in my position. So it's like you said, it's those tests and and even your GPA, that's not your worth. And that does not define what you're going to be in life either and how successful you're going to be by any means or any measure. That is the truth. Amen. This is Tori, 26, from Arizona. Her comment was, don't compare yourself. And these three little words carry so much, so much with them, especially because of social media these days. I mean, it is so difficult to not compare yourself. You are constantly exposed to what everyone else is doing at any time of day. And that's just the virtual part of it. You can you can go and look at somebody who is living your dream life, what you think of your dream life, and have no idea what the, what their background is like, you know. But but that's not what that's not what's right in front of your face on the phone. And then aside from the digital virtual world, it's also equally as not to compare yourself to your friends, to your siblings, to your parents, you know. And I think there might be a little tiny part of like healthy comparison there. But at the same time, you know, I remember there was a time when, and I love all my friends, but there was a time whenever we were had just graduated from college and I went straight to work and my three best friends were in grad school. And it just, I was at such a different like spot in my life. I remember like them being all excited about what they were studying. And I like hated my job because I was doing all the grunt work. And it was just like really difficult to not compare myself because y'all are so excited about what y'all were studying. And I was like, I don't even know if I like my job. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But in hindsight, one of my friends told me like, your friends are putting in their work in grad school, just in a different way. We're both like putting in the work and just shifting that phrase change the perspective completely. But, you know, comparing yourself is, is, is a dangerous, dangerous, slippery slope. It really is. It's getting easier and easier nowadays, like you said, with like social media. And all of that just adds like another layer of pressure to just growing up and trying to find out like who you want to be in life and in the world and who you're supposed to be, you know. But you said a couple of things that I wanted to expand on in terms of school. So we had touched on with like grades. Don't don't compare your grade to their grade and be happy for your friend if they got a better grade than you. But also, I mean, it I, they might not be great at another subject that maybe you're really great at. This kind of goes into just like purpose, but like you have something that you're supposed to do with the world. And it might be within different areas of school that that's tested. And it might not always be exactly like where you thrive, but that's okay. And it's it's good for you to expand into different areas to learn different things. Also, physically, like as you're growing up, as your body changes, like sports are going to be different from you. You might excel in them and be way better than you expected to be, or you, 
you might fall behind and you might be like, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Maybe I need to kind of change gears on what sport that I want to play or what I need to do physically for my body. Like maybe I just want to start working out instead of playing a sport. Maybe that's better for me. In terms of what you said about like in your friend groups, if you can kind of look more inward on like yourself of what you're and own interests are, that's better than you looking at other people and being like, Ooh, do I want that too? And then the last thing that I'll say that you had brought up on this point is it should be you versus you, not you versus others. There is that small bit of healthy comparison just so that you're not like totally falling off the rails. I guess you have like some kind of relative perspective of yourself in the world. But, but at the end of the day, when you are trying to get better at something, it should be in a competition with you? Like, how am I getting like, at least like 1% better at this with the efforts that I'm putting into steward, whatever that is. Okay, I'm not going to say the name for this one. But this one's kind of interesting is that you'll make it more money with a degree in a focused major versus a very general major. I feel like it's more, this is probably a more subjective case of this person seeing that in their own lives. I think that you can have a general major and still be incredibly widely very, very, very successful. But I do think in terms of if you know that you're looking to do maybe something more advanced, I would say that that takes a more specific major and curriculum. I guess, what are your thoughts on that one? I, I agree with you and that it might be a, a tiny bit subjective. If someone goes into a general major, but they know exactly what they want to do with it, then they could be very successful doing that. That is very true. I actually know some people who went in a general major just because they needed to have a college degree, but then they knew exactly what they wanted to do on the other side of it. And their degree gave them that step that they needed. And they're wildly successful. I guess it, it that statement is like just a little bit of a generalization, but I studied communications with a, with a focus in public relations and, a, and I got a minor in business administration. And let me tell you this, Whenever I graduated from college, I had no idea which way to go. <laughs> because while my major itself was pretty focused, there's still communications in every industry. You can mm -hmm. go into health communication. You can go into a school. You could go into like any public company. Nowadays, every single company needs some kind of communication. So it's like, okay. I do have this very focused degree, but now which industry do I want to go in? And that's like infinite. And I don't even know if I'm really touching on the point because I guess you could still not know what you want to do and be successful with a more focused major, but. I think so too. I think also just as one last note, higher education, yes, it should be specialized beyond college. You're going to pay a lot of money for that piece of paper. So that better be for your own sake that you're getting a really high in-demand skill that you're going to be able to apply to fulfill a position, to fulfill a problem in a job one day. So yeah. This is Caitlin, 26 from Colorado. Appreciate your education because it's gone before you know it. Man, ain't that the truth? You have some thoughts, pay. I just think she she couldn't have said it better. I think it hits my heart sideways a little bit because it really does go so fast. It's, man, faster than you think and faster than you hope. And just make sure that you're really intentional with spending those years right. I would say for anybody listening today, just make sure you really cherish those years and spend them the way that you won't regret whenever you look back on them. Appreciate like 
of course, like your top, like your school years, because those are so special with like your friends and everything that high school and college has to offer. I mean, it tons and tons and tons of fun, but also like just take advantage of the, of the resources at your fingertip at your high school and your college, no matter how big or small, you have teachers who care about you. You have people who want you to succeed that you have people who are literally want you to ask questions. They want you to ask their advice. If you have somebody that you trust, you know, they, they, they really truly, that's why they do it because they want to, they want to help students and they want to help change people's lives for the better. The real world is not always like that. You have to fight for yourself a whole lot more. Whereas whenever you're in school, you have these whole organizations that are literally there to help you succeed. And there, there are organizations and other things like that once you graduate, but it's not as accessible. And it's not as easy as going to school every day and having it right there in front of you. Yeah. I remember like one of the biggest things after I graduated from college was going to work and not having any kind of tests or like graded assignments or any, or like homework or anything like that. And of course, whenever you take your last exam in college, you're like, no more tests. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got to work and I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff and I don't know if I'm doing it right. And I don't know if I'm getting an A or an F and there's no one there to like grade you on your stuff. And it's like, it really is like way, it's a way harder and like weirder than you imagine. So I don't know, I guess that's my two cents about it, but it's just, you have, you just have so much at your fingertips and like should be taken advantage of. Yeah. And I'm just going to piggyback off of that really quick. I, I think I totally agree with everything that you just said. I think you should try as many things as possible to kind of figure out who you want to be in the world or what you're passionate about. Once you're a real person in the real world and you've graduated, you are a real person forever. The reality is that like the next almost 40-ish or more years, you're going to be working. So like take that time to discover you, to discover what you want to be, who you who you are, like what set your heart on fire, all of those things. And then also, I just wanted to say too, Take advantage of student discounts within your education. I cannot stress that enough. If you go to workout classes or you go to the local shops and restaurants and stuff and whatnot, use the student discounts. I miss those. Once you're a real person, you have to pay, pay full price for everything. It's not fun anymore. Uh, this is another one. I'm not going to say the name, but she's from Florida. I think this is cool. Nobody really cares what you do with your life. So just do the thing that you want to do. And I think that that kind of circles back to what we were just saying about one, don't compare yourself or don't let others people's opinions of you matter or what you want to be or what you want to try or what you want to do. Go put yourself out there. You were made to be something and people need what you were made to be. It's your job to figure that out and figure out like what rent you want to pay to the world. But caring what other people think about you or what you're gonna do once you get past that it's so freeing so that's that's my two cents on that one yeah i like how you said like it's your job to find out it's your job to find out who you were supposed to be and who god and what like why god put you on this earth yeah. it is our job to like figure out what that space is and it's really important i mean yeah i, I agree with everything you said i don't even know if i have much more to add to that <laughs> I mean, I, I think she said it so well, too. And it's like, you really only have one life. So live it the way that you're supposed to do that. 
When I first started working, I realized how much time, how many hours you spend, especially at an office job. And I'm like, I better find something that I feel like is worthy of this, of my time like this. I mean, that I got to find something that feels like I'm giving back to the world in the way I'm supposed to, because you spend a lot of time there. And you're serving so much of your energy too, and your mental capacity, your, your biggest chunk of the day that you're awake is most likely working and with other people. So you better like the environment and where, you know, where you work and what you're doing and stuff. So I think the more legwork you can do on that up front to try to figure out what space you want to serve your time and energy in, it'll do you a world of good and and wonders to figure that out sooner than later, for sure. I, I like how you put that. And really quick, I know that it's your turn, but I'm gonna say one more because it goes along with exactly what we're doing. This person's from LA. And um, she had also said nobody actually knows what they want to do. And she said, I'm constantly still trying to figure it out. Aren't we all? Like, and that's okay. Yeah, it's constant. But I also think that the reason why we're all always trying to figure it out is because I think it's really important to have this continuous habit of looking inward and thinking like, how can I grow? How can I enrich my heart and my mind? And the only way to do that is to like, continue figuring out what you want to do, because the world is always changing. Yeah. So we're going to have to shift for the rest of our lives. You, I'm, sh- I'm trying to be sure of what's in here and what's in here and who this is so that I can shift with the world and like do it confidently and like know who I am. Okay. JD23 from Arizona. Work hard, learn what's relevant, and nothing is worth stressing about. I have a thought right off the bat. Go ahead. I'm going to take it. it. So work hard, learn what's relevant. Yes, of course, 100%. And nothing is worth stressing about. I don't know if I fully agree with that, but it might have to do with just the way that my brain works. So I am in my core and deep down in who I am. I am a procrastinator. And it's something that I've just like, I've known for a very long time since I was in high school. And somebody coined this. He said I had mad get by skills because I'm a procrastinator and like things would just like come together for me. That doesn't last. Okay. But what I have realized, especially with work, like sometimes things are worth stressing about the the appropriate amount or like having the appropriate amount of anxiety about something because that, that little bit is something that like fuels me into focusing and getting it done. Now, sometimes whenever I can see like a big project coming from far out, I am a little bit stressed about it. And that's that like little bit of like healthy stress will push me to start working on it sooner. So I don't know, maybe maybe there's a healthy balance of like healthy stress and 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 being chill about things. No, I, I, I agree too. I think I've had my fair share of learning through stressful situations you'll get so much stronger on the other side. There's like a quote that says something if you're here today, you've survived like 100% of all the hard things that you've gone through already. Even in the working world, there's going to be situations that you're going to have a really tough project or even a tight deadline for something that you're going to need kind of that fire under your booty to get moving on it. But 
whenever he says like, there's nothing worth stressing about, I think in terms of stressing to the point where you lose yourself, there is no school project or college project or even work thing that should cause you that much innate stress and anxiety. I will say nothing is worth that. I've had that kind of stress before. I get it up in my neck where I won't be able to talk. And more than likely, if there's some kind of situation that you're in that you're you're feeling those emotions, there's a lot of resources out there. And even if you just go have conversations with the people that it's due to try to see if there's something that you can work out or to try to get you in the right direction with like little bite sized steps to get there. If you're having anxiety attacks, and like, you're stressing to the point where you're like, can't sleep, can't eat having one of those moments, or you just freak out like that is the point where you need to seek external help and reach out to somebody to say, I'm really not doing well with this. I need support. So, yeah. And there's no shame in doing that either. Like, yeah, reaching out whenever you need it on, on that level. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that is worth stressing about. And sometimes it takes you taking a step back from stuff to be able to get it done. Like you said, sometimes if you're like focusing in on it too much, and it just seems like you're looking at a mountain, take a step back, go clear your head, do something for yourself, and then get back into it and take it one step at a time, like little bites at a time. I think that that's important. This is from Veronica. She's 25 and lives in DC. And she had said, I would have wanted to start a business of some sort. I see so many high school students becoming so successful with small businesses they start online or goods they sell to their class. I think I would have really leveraged that as a student when applying to colleges or even jobs later on because it shows that they are so motivated and innovative. I guess I personally can resonate with that. I feel like not everybody will, but I think in terms of you being able to put yourself out there and do proactive and innovative things, like even if it's community projects or volunteer projects, like maybe it's not maybe necessarily a business, but maybe you coordinate some kind of school function or you you coordinate a volunteer project within the community for people at your school to come and to be a part of. I think that those show a lot of initiative. Like if you have the capacity within school to like go start a business of your own and you have like your own product that you're like, okay, like I could sell this legally in school. I don't even think you can start a business until you're like 18. But <laughs> but if you can and you maybe you have like some kind of like home decor that you sell or maybe you have, I don't know, some other thing with like even a family business that could help people. I mean, I think that building those skills earlier is cool if you know, especially if you know you want to go into entrepreneurship. There's a lot of ways to be innovative and proactive to really get those extra marks on your college and job applications to show off, you know, I was really motivated and like proactive in these different ways. Do you have any thoughts? on Yeah, that? I have a few thoughts. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think it's important at a young age, especially if you're like even a tiny bit interested in entrepreneurship or, you know, starting something of your own or even like making existing things work better. It's really important to try to dive in and just ask questions. Earlier this year, some students came in to my office and asked me if I could start back up the communications club. Um, because I think that the, my predecessor had started it and then it never really went anywhere. But these girls came up, to, they took time out of their lunch break, came up to my office. It was a group of them. And they were like, we want to help with the yearbook. We have some ideas. We want to do X, Y, Z. And I can tell you now, I 
admire those girls. I remember their names. I know them on campus. They are now a part of my communications club, which our first club will be on Monday. But <laughs> it's just, it just, it shows a lot of initiative and it goes a very long way. And it also builds their confidence because they mustered up the courage to come and ask me to do that. And now I'm doing it for them, you know? So it shows yeah. them that like it ask and you shall receive. Putting yourself out there is fruitful. Not all the time, but if you keep doing it, it will be. Absolutely. And then beyond that, like that club will continue to go on and serve other people for those opportunities too. And and it gives them awesome experience and something that they're interested in. So that's great. If you don't start something yourself, though, that's okay, too. Like, don't feel like you have to go like after this episode, what problem can I solve? Or like, what club can I start or whatever, especially just like around your community, or even like, even something simple, if there is a need that needs to be fulfilled with a position that you could spend some time helping with, and then even make some money of your own. I think it will teach you so much character as a person and teaches you a lot of lessons. Caitlin, 26, Colorado. Study in advance, create study plans and stick to them. Make flashcards and study groups. Right off the bat, this one part of this is so important. It's her comment that says create study plans and stick to them. It is so easy to just tell yourself, it's okay, we'll do it later. No. Yeah. You can't do that. You gotta, you gotta stay true to yourself. Don't break the promises you make to yourself, because if you're willing to break a promise to yourself, then who else are you going to break promises with? That's not fair. So that's just the first thing. I just agree with that. She has do study groups and flashcards that might not work for everyone. I think just to the point of learning what works for you. That's an important lesson from this one, too. I mean, it may be study groups and flashcards, but maybe that's not the best way that you learn. Take the time to try different things and figure that out. Also repetition, like don't just study once. I think that that's something people think that they could do is just like cram just like one time in their head. I feel We're going to have to do the whole thing on like studying and tactics of studying because there's a lot of science behind the best ways to do it. You're going to constantly, even at work, have to continue learning you're always going to have to be keeping up your skills to be relevant within your job, the industry, the position, etc. So find out a way to fall in love with learning that works for you, that works for your brain and how it really sinks in to where you don't just memorize it, but you understand it. Also take your emotions out of the equation. Sometimes every once in a while, that's going to stall you and you're going to be like, okay, like I just, I got to go do something else and then I'll come back to this, whatever. That's fine. But don't let that be an every time thing to where you get in such a bad habit where you're constantly letting your emotions take over your productivity because the reality is in the real world is that ain't going to cut it. You're really going to need to make sure that you're, you're, building your strength up now and your endurance up now to handle situations like this, because there's going to be a lot of days that wake you wake up. And if, if you listen to yourself every day, I mean, shoot, how many days would you want to go to work? Hopefully you find a job where you want to go to work every day. But more than likely, even in your job, you're going to have days where you're like, I just really would love to stay home and like watch TV doing all kinds of other stuff today. You can't listen to your emotions like that. So you got to take that out of the equation. Creating a study plan and studying in advance and sticking to it like Those are skills that will carry you throughout the rest of your career is like creating a plan of how to tackle some, some things, some project, some assignment, some test, 
some, you know, thing that you really don't want to do at work, some assignment you really don't want to do, you know, but, but sitting there and be able to start from, okay, what is step one? What is step two? And how is that going to get me to my final destination in this journey? Absolutely. All right. My last one is from birth to graduation from college. There is a general step most people take. However, when you graduate, that door becomes wide open and everyone goes on very individual journeys. I think many young adults feel lost or lonely post-grad because no one prepares for it. On this one, I feel like we covered most of it, but I will say that it all ties back to falling in love with who you are and finding who you are because there's going to be a lot of times that you are alone and you're figuring out things for yourself. And sometimes you're going to really love your nights where you're alone. And especially like whenever you're like cooking by yourself or like watching your little like show and stuff, whatever. But then there's going to be times where you're like, man, like I miss having my community of people around. But I think falling in love with you is the best thing I could say just as like an add on to that, because nobody really prepares you for those times in the real world that you're going to be most of the time figuring out things for yourself. You don't have like teachers walking you through a subject or you don't have your peers to kind of talk with through things. And it's just a new chapter of life. I think that transition is, it's kind of painful a little bit at first, but then, you know, once you kind of do the hard work and you kind of look inward more and do more personal and professional development on yourself, it becomes easier. That's what I'll say. Do you have any thoughts? That statement was so well put and concise, but like carries so much weight and so much truth. It's a whirlwind after you get out of school. I mean, it's something that you look forward to for a long time. But then once you're right on the other side of it, you're like, wait a second. So like, when does this fall semester start? <laughs> you know? So it, it is, it's just, it's a whole change in like everything. I mean, like your perception of a year changes because you used to think fall semester, spring semester, summer. And then it's like, you, you don't have that structure anymore. And, you know, you would be like, okay, I'm going to finish junior year and then it's going to be senior year and it's going to be so much fun. And then senior year, once you finish that and you're going to college, like you have a little bit of that, like uncertainty because you're taking the next step into something unknown but at least you still know the structure of school is going to be there you have a small yeah. fall semester you have a spring semester you have a summer you even have like a longer christmas break which is awesome but once all of that is over it's like whoa <laughs> we're we're actually real adults and we have to we have to go to work every day <laughs> yeah so yeah it is it's a little it's a little hard it's a little painful like you said taking those college years to like really do some soul searching and, and make good friends, good quality friendships and surrounding yourself with like people who make you better. It's important to create that community so that once you do leave your school community, you still have like your little social community and you have your little support group that's, that's going along with you throughout the way. Did you have any more left too? I have one more and I feel like it's just pretty straightforward take as many AP dual enrollment college credits in high school as possible. Yeah, I think if anything, it just gives you a little taste of what's to come. And it preps you a little bit and, and it gives you a little bit more cushion to like try other things. If you can get some of the credits that are those baseline credits, filler credits that you just have to take in college because everybody has to take them. I would say those gen ed courses, like as many of those that you can get off your plate for whenever you do go to college to actually try the courses that you are interested in, try to do that. 
Okay, Madeline, any last thoughts on anything that you would like to leave with the audience about the transition into adulthood or even from school just into the real world? Something that my mom shared with me more recently, I was I was out of school, out of college already when she told me this, but it like flipped my mindset. She, I was just going through a rough time with like love life, with work, with my living situation. I was down in the dumps for a minute, you know, and I'm just talking to my mom about everything and how I'm so sad and whatever. And she just felt like she needed to share with me something that a therapist had told her. And it was that therapist told my mom, no matter what she had been through, that she didn't have a victim mentality for her life. Because my mom has been through some, everybody goes through their hard, their hardships and stuff. But what her therapist told her was like, you know, something I appreciate about you is that you don't have this victim mentality for your life. You just, you know, you take it with a grain of salt and you keep moving forward. Literally that day, I was like, I'm a different person. I'm not a victim. I am literally in the driver's seat of my life. I am not a victim. And I can do this. I keep that in my back pocket. And whenever I'm starting to feel like sorry for myself or start to feel overwhelmed or start to feel like attacked by the world and by work, it can feel like the world is personally trying to beat you down sometimes. Remember that I'm not a victim. I don't have victim mentality. I don't want to be a victim. And I don't know. That just is something that I wish I heard so much sooner. That's so good. And I think that's like, honestly, such a narrative that's going on in the world right now is people are just blaming other people for all of these instances that are happening to them. But the reality is it's so much more freeing whenever you take the reins in your own life and say, this is not my story. This is not my narrative. I will write the story that I want to write and how I want to leave my legacy. So if you kind of remember that you are, like you said, in the driver's seat, you can you can live the life of your dreams. And you have that power to do that for yourself and for those who will come after you one day. And because once you get older, everything's only going to get harder. It's only ever going to get more challenging. It's hard for everybody. Everybody's going through stuff. So like, if you can actually take responsibility for that narrative, own up to it and really push through on the story that you want to write, that's going to get you a lot farther. Okay, with that, Madeline, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate your time. And just all that you said was so invaluable. So thank you for being willing to just like open up and share about just what your take is on all of these little like fortunes that we had to go through today. I had so much fun doing it. You know, I could, I could, pick these things apart for like hours. This is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for listening to the AQ podcast by Evolve. If you love the value in our show, we greatly appreciate it. If you would take a minute today to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends so that we can continue getting our message to others and featuring incredible experts with content to help you evolve. Our team works hard so that with every episode, you walk away with real lessons to enable you for your most purpose-driven life. To learn more about the show, find more resources, or get involved with Evolve's growing community, visit www.evolve.me. That's A-V-O-L-V dot M-E. Thanks for tuning in today. See you next time on the AQ.